Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Place your bets. How soon before his bad tweets come out and we have to cast him a villain instead of the hero that he is? Talking about Eli Dicken. Yes, I know it's Elijah, but his spokesperson, Guy Relford, a lawyer, referred to him as Eli Dicken. And so that's how I'm referring to him. This is the person who engaged the shooter at the Greenwood Park Mall. Not Didn't just engage the shooter. Advanced on the shooter. A guy who came to kill multiple people, murdered three. Which still seems to be left out of this equation, which is nuts to me. He's advancing on the guy. No military training. No police training. Advanced on a shooter. It's unbelievable. I mean, you got to ask yourself, if someone's shooting, maybe you would fire back, but would you have taken cover? Or would you be advancing? The question is, with the insanity about, you know, it's a gun-free zone. He wasn't supposed to have a gun on him. Hmm, we see a problem here. How soon will it be, well, look what he tweeted when he was 14 years old. Oh, this is just the inhumanity. How soon? How soon do we watch a media apparatus and apparatchik? How soon do we watch them try and tear this guy to the effing ground? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. You can find me over there on Locals, TonyCats.Locals.com, everything at TonyCats.com. I mean, you can go to Facebook. We're still there, but you can't, you can't stay there for forever, so I'm not talking about it anymore. Until Facebook starts treating us well, you know, pfft, screw them. It's going to happen. And it started with this, this tweet that we, we've been talking about from a reporter in Indy. You know, that they're, they're calling him a, a hero and they're calling him a, a good Samaritan, a good Samaritan that comes from the Bible. They didn't mean somebody who shoots another person. My God. Whoa. That's a take. That's a take. And then uh, uh, the, from the same person over the local CBS uh, affiliate, CBS 4 Indy, saying that, you know, Simon Malls, are, are gun-free zones, and and uh, yet uh, here is the the police praising, praising this guy for being there and for being armed. Uh, LEOs reporting, uh, self-reporting from home when they when they heard about it. Um, IMPD SWAT team members were here uh, just as quick as ours were. Um, it was a very very fast response. But I'm going to tell you, the real hero of the day is the, the citizen that was lawfully carrying a firearm in that food court and was able to stop the shooter uh, almost as soon as he began. What can you tell us about him? I'm sure if you want to tell us his name, that'd be great. But I'm sure I can tell him. you that he's a 22-year-old male from Bartholomew County, and that is all that I, that I can release at this time. What can you tell I mean, that was praise from the chief, uh, Chief Jim Eisen, ISON. The night that the shooting took place. And then 
the next day at that press conference, he was still referring to him as a hero. And here we had reporters in Indianapolis saying things like, hmm, should he have had a gun there? Oh, I don't know why we're celebrating him. He had a gun in a gun-free zone. If we have proven anything, it's that gun-free zones are dangerous places. And they need to be eradicated from American society. Gun-free zones leave people susceptible to being murdered. Thank goodness this guy didn't pay attention. Thank goodness he didn't pay attention. But one of the questions that, that comes of this is that how, how do you get to the place where you clearly see, you clearly see that a, a, a decent person with a firearm was valuable and important and saved lives and twisted to, well, why did they have the gun? I was on News Nation last night, and I got asked this question by Leland Vitter. As, as producer Arya would say, friend of the show, Leland Vitter. Friend of the show. Uh, and I wanted to share with you how I answered that question. Something that I've discussed before, I did a video about this last night as well, which you can find at rumble, rumble.com slash Tony Katz. Um, listen. One of the reasons we like to have you on, because you're willing to acknowledge that two things can be true at once, right? Number one, we've got a real issue with mass shootings uh, in America, uh, especially with, with young men who there may be some red flags, but they're, they're missed, and then all of a sudden they end up with an AR-15. Uh, and then also, uh, you, you've got this other thing true, which is that, that Dickon is a real hero here. Why and how did we get to the place, and more importantly, how do we get away from the place where the media organizations of America that control so much of our information aren't willing to admit that these two things can be true and cover what both happens equally. what happens when ideology becomes your religion if guns are always bad how could there possibly be a situation where the gun is good how can it possibly be that somebody, a good guy with a gun, can do good things? Now, I have made the statement on air, and I've made the statement afterwards, that three people were murdered in this. This is an absolutely horrible story. If it wasn't for this man, that number is 23, and it could be into the hundreds, as you discussed. How could you deny that the issue, therefore, is not a firearm issue, and the Second Amendment is not the issue, but rather what is leading people to these causes? And on the flip side of that is people who realize they need to protect and defend themselves. But if your ideology is your religion, if you have to believe it in every way, you must discount everything else in order for your religious identity to be true. And that's the horror coming out of J schools. And that is what people see as a great political divide in the country. There's no question the divide works. Uh, we expect it out of politicians. You expect better uh, out of journalists. We said He expects better out of journalists because Leland does want to hold himself to a standard. And Leland and I are our guy. I mean, look, we're friends in real life. We have disagreed in real life and on air. We have had heated disagreements on air. Uh, when he was back on Fox on this radio show. I appreciate somebody I could disagree with. And then we get back to it. We get back to our lives. But this is exactly the thing we get out of journalism schools. Exactly the thing. That the ideology is what gets you into the journalism school. Without the ideology, how do you even get there? 
Do you think Harvard is actually recruiting the best and the brightest? Or are they recruiting the ones who most identify with the ideology they want to put forward? If they were going for the best and the brightest, how did David Hogg get into Harvard? I am stating for the record, he isn't smart enough for Harvard. If Harvard is still supposed to be some lofty goal, something we're all supposed to say, ooh, Harvard. You know how many Asian kids were shown the door? Sorry, there's no room for your kind. We need David Hogg. Yes, I'm saying that Harvard is proactively bigoted against Asian students. Based on their own admission and their own admissions, their own actual admission and their admission policies. What happens when it's your religion? And it is their religion. Their religion is to be anti-gun. And the reporter in question from Indianapolis saying, ooh, there was a policy against guns and this one had one. This uh, uh, this this mall had a had a policy, yet somehow somebody comes in with a gun. That's a problem. No rational person looks at the situation and says, "Well, why were they there with a gun?" They say, "Thank goodness they were there with a gun." Maybe the policy has to go. But when your ideology is your religion, I shouldn't utilize religion. I should actually say cult. And the cult says all guns are bad. No gun can be good. Therefore, we have to find a way that something was done wrong as opposed to the reality, the recognition that the good guy with the gun saved lives, possibly into the hundreds. That's what happened. That's what happened. And I would say to this uh, Indianapolis reporter, whom, I, whom I've never met, and I, I said this on Twitter and I would say it nose to nose, that's a bad take. And it's a bad take because ideologically, you're not capable of recognizing reality. You're not capable. You don't have what it takes. You could, but you'd have to recognize that your cult isn't worthwhile. The honest, rational being looks at the situation and says gun-free zones are clearly dangerous. Gun-free zones disarm law-abiding citizens and do nothing against those who are going to engage in criminal activity or have bad intent. So why would you ever favor a, a gun-free zone? Somebody asked me on social media, would you want CPAC, the Conservative Political Action Conference, or the NRA, should they be gun-free zones? My answer is no, of course not. No. They can decide to be, and people can decide to go or not go. However, when we discuss a mall or these public places, these places where you go and shop and congregate, not some special event, they claim to be a gun-free zone because it's safer. It's not safer. We see this. It cannot be said any other way. I would say to you that there is no one with the sound of my voice, and the sound of this voice goes pretty far out there, who can make a claim that a gun-free zone makes it safer. I've only been saying this about churches and synagogues and mosques for the past 10 years. Your, your place of, of worship is not safer because it's a gun-free zone. Anyone who says otherwise is wrong. There is the Yetzirah and the Yetzirah. There's the good and the evil. There's the right and the wrong. And if you believe that your place of worship 
is safer because it's a gun-free zone, you are wrong. It is a soft target, and you are only asking for when, not if. And let me be clear, I hope neither ever comes. But to go to your church or synagogue and not be prepared to go home alive is insane. Well, we don't allow guns here. Then you are a fool. You're a terrible rabbi. You're a terrible priest or pastor or minister. You're a terrible imam. You should be fired. Fired. Thrown out on your butt. What a dangerous, dangerous thing to do. Same is true of malls. I believe that the Simon Property Group should completely change their rules about being gun-free. Completely change the rules. You think it's going to endanger people? This is the same people who, who want to go about saying, you know, permitless carry, that's endangering people. No, it's not. I mean, I talked about it earlier. No, it's not. That's a lie. It's made up. It was made up to scare people. The Indie Star did a whole story about permitless carry. It's just another assault on black people. No, it's not. More and more black people are buying firearms, and here's me. Woo! Get out there and utilize those Second Amendment rights, everybody. They're yours. Damn straight. Get trained. Training matters. And I say this as a reminder to myself, because I could use some more training, too. I mean, I really could. I'm the, I, I hate practicing. There's, there are very few things that I hate practicing. I hate shooting. I know. It's so dumb. For me, you, you listen to me, you're like, that's not possible. I hate it. It's so damn boring. It's so unenjoyable. I know. You're like, how can you believe that? Look, for me, it's unenjoyable. For me, it's boring. It is. Yeah, not for you. Not for others. Can I tell you, I, I, I have so, some wonderful friends who are absolute gun guys, uh, and, and, and they can go deep, deep into the caliber of this and the history of that, and I just want to walk away. I just want to fall asleep. None of it moves me. Some of the history is like, okay, that's pretty cool. But I, then at a moment, I'm like, all right, it's got to stop. I don't know why. I'm not like that with anything else. That stuff. Just not my stuff. Practicing, not what I enjoy, but it has to get done. If you're going to be prepared for the moment, training matters greatly. That goes for me too. So with this radical spin that we've seen some in media try to, try to embrace, that somehow the shooter was a problem because he had a firearm where he wasn't supposed to. Now I ask exactly how soon before we start looking at his Twitter history and realizing that he once told an off-color joke. By the way, I haven't seen anything like that as of yet. But it's only a matter of time, right? Because if it is indeed a cult like I know that it is, the ideology out of the J school, out of the journalism schools, out of the political left that you have to hate guns at all costs. There is no purpose for a firearm at all in any way. No gun can be good and there's no such thing. The myth of the good guy with the gun. You must do what you can to destroy anybody who may do something good. You have to ignore it in every way possible and you have to diminish what it is to prove that your cult-like obsession against the Second Amendment and against firearms is still worthy. Guys, I didn't come up with some grand theory here. All I did is watch them work. 
I watched them work, and I saw what they're about. And you have too, and this is the only end result. They cannot admit that they're wrong about guns, and that the real story here is about what leads somebody to engage this type of murder. Why did this 20-year-old come to a mall, spend one hour and two minutes in a bathroom, come out with a rifle and start shooting people he didn't know? The societal breakdown, that's what has to be discussed. That's what has to be addressed. That is the story. What is leading people to this? Because it's not the Second Amendment. And we know this because we had someone in that mall who was utilizing the Second Amendment for how it was intended. The right to protect and defend themselves. The right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. And they did it. And not only did they protect themselves, they protected their girlfriend and tens, if not hundreds, of others. And instead of recognizing that, you saw some journalists go after the attack. And you know the social media is next. It's next. Because this is the way the cult works. I'm Tony Katz. Helix Pictures. Coming to Indianapolis. I, I was supposed to talk about this yesterday. And somehow I missed uh, the story. And this is a story about um, filmmakers who... Um, are launching a company in indie to make visual effects. And I am thrilled by this. I, I think this is absolutely fantastic. I want to see Indiana being a place where, where movies are made, where, where content is made, whether it be for, for studio or for Netflix, Hulu, whatever the case may be. We have got some great natural scenery all across the state. There's no reason why we can't compete in this space. And it also builds up the arts, and you guys know I'm I'm, I'm suckers for that. Uh, This is good stuff. I mean, these are guys who have done some some real major motion pictures, uh, The Fault in Our Stars, Capone, things like that. Um, I want to see this this, this build. Because I think there's opportunity here. Uh, I I only hope this continues to go down the road of offering tax credits. I know, I know, you never like tax credits, but it's money that wouldn't come to the state anyway. What do we care? Or, or to all of us, what do we care if we give some of it back? 70% of something's better than 100% of nothing, and we create other opportunities. I'll get more into it in the weeks ahead. I'm Tony Katz. Get this going, okay? Because this weekend, the President Biden took a trip to Saudi Arabia, in part to negotiate for cheaper oil. But the very moment, first moment he met with Saudi uh, Crown Prince, is making all the headlines because they greeted each other with a fist bump. Maybe I should have warned you. I was going to start with Whoopi. Maybe you know what? You know what? That's on me. That's 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 my fault. I'm sorry, everybody. You know, maybe, maybe I got to start with some kind of generalized warning. Ah! We're about to talk to Whoopi Goldberg or hear from Whoopi Goldberg. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. I think, I think that should be clear. And yes, Biden, when he met with uh, the Saudi crown prince, Mohammed bin Salman, MBS as they call him, it was a fist bump. 
He wasn't going to shake hands with him, but he did fist bump. I don't know what to tell you. He's worried about COVID. Somebody said something to him. Is it, it's, it's now clear to everybody that he's not okay. It's clear to everybody that he's not okay. And I was talking about the fact that the Bidens are super unhappy that people aren't giving Joe credit for doing all of these great things. Why isn't he getting more credit? He's so terrific. The, the headline what was it? Joe Biden critiqued for fretting about Joe's tenure. Um, he's not good at this. He's never been good at this. It's all been a lie. It's all been a scam. He wasn't a good senator. He was not. He's not a good. He wasn't a good vice president. He's not a good president. He's a he's a progressive uh, fool, and we don't know whether or not he's mentally okay. And that's on you, Jill. That's on you. Oh, I'm sorry, Doctor Jill. That's uh, yeah. I, sh- I should play the proper music when talking about a uh, Doctor Jill. There it is. Anytime you bring up Doctor Jill Biden, you gotta you gotta do it right. Meanwhile, Whoopi Goldberg, she's got a lot to say about Biden's trip to Saudi Arabia. Which many felt was inappropriate since the prince is accused of approving the murder of Washington Post journalist Jamal Khashoggi, among other human rights violations. Khashoggi was not a journalist. Yes, the man was assassinated. I'm not saying no. Not a journalist. If this is going to be the one thing that the left talks about, never mind all the other things Saudi Arabia has done or does, weird, weird flex. You got to live in the real world and you have to deal with Saudi Arabia. As I've said, we should have dealt with Saudi Arabia after September 11th and we should have absolutely obliterated 10 or 15 palaces with princes in them and whoever was left, that would be in charge of the country and then we'd buy their oil. Because you still have to live in the real world. But I also would have started engaging a lot more energy security right there and then. But no, 10, 15 palaces, boom, bop, bip, gone. What are you going to do? Hey, these things happen, right? Planes fly into buildings. Palaces, they end up on the ground. You know what? It's the way of the world. Now, let's make sure that doesn't happen again. Or let's hope. Let's, Let's pray. Let's pray. Huh? What do you say? That would have been me. Back to Whoopi Goldberg. And it's so amazing to me because we, you know, we do this often. We say we're not going to talk to these people, we're not going to do it. And then suddenly you're having to figure out how you converse with them Mm -hmm. because you've got to deal with them. But I just wanted to read something someone handed me, which was unfortunately sometimes you have to make decisions. That was me. I did just say that. Uh, He didn't have to go to Saudi Arabia, however, to find a country that's violating human rights or a country that's opposing women because plenty of states that we live in are doing the same thing remove protected rights from women mm-hmm. disallowing them control over their bodies the overturning of roe v wade makes us like saudi arabia is one of the more ignorant arguments made. 
That doesn't make you like sly or cool or hip or oh look at you you must you must be a hit at the at the at the salon wow you must have a permanent seat at the Algonquin you sound ridiculous the rational course on Roe v Wade is that it had to be overturned because it was poorly decided to begin with you want to pass a law go to it. The people who defend Roe v. Wade defend poorly reasoned logic, a non-logic, poorly reasoned decisions. And they're like, well, as long as we get what we want, we don't care. You're willing to sacrifice the Constitution for your radicalized ideology. Messed up. Oh, of course I think less of you. I mean, it goes without saying. I certainly think less of those people. You compare the United States, states in the United States to, to Saudi Arabia, you're confused as can be. I mean, you're, you're just a big hot mess. Meanwhile, uh, the story now is about, in Indiana, uh, uh, the Attorney General, Todd Rokita. So you got Todd Rokita investigating the doctor. You know, we're talking about the 10-year-old who was raped, pregnant, didn't have the abortion in Ohio. They brought her to Indiana to have the abortion, although she could have gotten the abortion in Ohio. But the Ohio laws, which went into effect after the overturning of Roe v. Wade, these trigger laws, leave open the question of whether or not the abortionist could have been in violation of the law. Now, some people say absolutely not. The, the carve-outs are specifically for moments like this. I read it. I'm not a lawyer. But I would argue that if you're a doctor who was asking a question about this, would you do it? And most probably you'd be like, nah, let somebody else do it. I'm not going to risk my license over this. That is what happened with a lot of doctors and the DEA, which I will say clearly acted and has acted despicably towards doctors who prescribe pain meds. Going after doctors prescribing pain meds. Oh, you're prescribing too much. We don't like this. Basically threatening the, the, the licensure of doctors. So doctors are like, forget it. I'm not prescribing any pain meds. Thank you. Goodbye. And you saw this from people. I certainly saw on the political left. I assume you might find on the political right. Better that people live in pain. Why do you have to prescribe this or, or that? Why do you have to do this? Maybe, maybe you just take an aspirin. The argument that people should live in pain because some doctor is overprescribing is criminally insane. One person is taking too many pain meds, overdoses and dies, so my mother has to live in pain? That's ridiculous. That's an, a nonsense argument made by pseudo-intellectuals who hate people. It's the only reason to do it, because nobody wants somebody else to be living in pain. And if you want them to because, you know, just too many pain meds, you don't really need all of that. Just put some ice on it. You'll be fine. Well, better a little bit of pain than being addicted. <laughs> That's hate. That's not me somehow downplaying addiction. That is me being disgusted by people who think others should live in pain, and it's super fine. The DEA did this. And there was a very important Supreme Court uh ruling that came out this past session i'm forgetting the name of the ruling i'm forgetting the name of it um that really 
takes to task those people who are going after doctors and saying, look, if a doctor's prescribing, a doctor's prescribing, you can't just decide they're over-prescribing. And I'm hoping this leads to doctors being able to do what is actually best for their patients. In this case of the doctor who performed the, the, the abortion, we know now, never mind that original reporting from the Indy Star, which was, which was bad reporting, and very, very open to questions, and, and I asked some of those questions, and I apologize to no one. But we know that this doctor did um, file the proper paperwork because it's a child and, and there's a rape and you have to let the authorities know and did that in the proper time frame. I believe it was three days. Did that in the three days. One of the things that also happened is that the doctor said that the rapist was a minor. According to, to the reporting, not a minor was 27. That's not a minor. Why would you put there a minor when they're not? The Attorney General, Todd Rokita, is launching an investigation. And went on Fox News and talked about the investigation. Did he jump the gun on Fox? I honestly, I think that is a question of perception. Right? I think that if you said, I think he jumped the gun, I think you're allowed to say that. If you're like, no, he was just talking about the, the investigation. And then more information came out the next day. He dealt with the information he had at the time. I think you can say that too. I argued that the Indy Star jumped the gun in, in putting this story out without having it properly, in my view, vetted. This is why I asked about their vetting process. If I had, if, if I here on this show was going to tell that story as the Indy Star did with just that little bit of, of backup, I think I would have heard from my legal department. I think I would have heard from the station's legal department, hey, 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 hey. How can you do that? I think my program director would have been like, we got to talk. You can't go out there with that story. What? You, one doctor and you, you have no backup? What are you doing? I'd be curious to see how other journalists... I shouldn't say other. I would curious to see how journalists would view that. Me, I'm not a journalist, but I think I, I would have held myself to a standard and I think my company would have held me to a standard. So I think people can have opinions on, on Rokita. They, they think he jumped the gun. They think he didn't. I think, I think you, you can make arguments. I'm not going to say no. What's interesting is that Lauren Rebell, who served as dean of the IU Maurer School of Law from 2003 to 2011, the story uh, over there at IBJ.com, sent a three-page letter to the Indiana Supreme Court Disciplinary Commission asking it to look into Attorney General Rokita and the declaration that he was investigating the doctor uh, in question saying if he can throw the entire weight of his office without consequence to attack the doctor, he can do so to, any pro to target any private citizen with whom he disagrees. Now, the question before us is, does the Attorney General have the purview of investigating someone like this? Because he isn't investigating someone willy-nilly. He's investigating someone who's put themselves out front and center in a very controversial subject and possibly did not file things properly. We know that in terms of a, of a timeline of when you have to file that this, this rape occurred, that was done properly. It was done within the three days. But was the report itself done properly? Well, that's a different question. Does the attorney general, does this fall under their scope? 
because if it falls under their scope, isn't the person who's trying to throw their weight around the former dean of the IU Mauer School of Law? This this seems like retribution. How dare you go after an abortion doctor? I love abortion doctors. Here, I'll utilize my former title to try and get something done about you. That's how it plays. That's how it plays. Rokita goes after the doctor, and some people are like, yeah, and some people eye roll. And now you've got uh, uh, the, 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 the leftists of the IU Mauer School of Law going after Rokita, and some people go, yeah, and some people eye roll. I, uh, I, I, I don't have an answer to the first question, which I think is an important one, and I, I will let uh, lawyers tell me. Is it in the purview of the attorney general to take a look into whether or not a doctor acted appropriately? If it's within the purview, that's it. We're done here. You don't have to like it. The way you show you don't like it is by voting for somebody else. You want him investigated? How dare you investigate our people? We investigate you. Man. This is why people tune out. Don't don't think that you're moral. Is, is, I don't know if it's Robel or Robel, so, so forgive me, but please don't think that you're moral here. If you want to talk about utilizing the entire weight of an office without consequence and target any private citizen with whom uh, he disagrees, can we discuss Department of Justice referring to parents as domestic terrorists? Where were you on that? We've seen this. Time and again and again, the Department of Justice is uh, got a warrant against Jeff Clark, who was there uh, with Trump uh, post uh, the election and working on uh, ways to fight the election results. And his house has to get searched down to the point where he's not allowed to put on pants. He's ordered out of his home without pants. Any uh, any issue with that? No. Are are you sure? You wanna you want you wanna take a moment? You wanna take a breath? You wanna take a beat? Do I think that that Rokita's investigation is worthy? I don't get worked up by investigations. I don't know. I will tell you that there's something there that is worth investigating, which is how do you say that somebody's a minor when they're not? And have you made that mistake before? Now, this is not a conversation about performing an abortion. This is a conversation about how you listed what happened. Not a minor. Based on everything we know, not a minor. So why would you say they were a minor? And if you've done that more than once, can we say that it's possible you're doing that for some kind of reason? And maybe we can find that unacceptable? And maybe that is something worthy of disciplinary action? Lying on official reports? There could be a reason for an investigation. Honestly, I think this is just uh, a lot more um, political bantering amongst political chattering classes than it is anything that affects Hoosiers. Hoosiers are wondering what it is the General Assembly is going to do about abortion in Indiana. We still don't have that answer. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz. 
The market wants to move, baby. I mean, the day opened and boom. You saw stocks going up. Uh, Dow was up over 500. NASDAQ was up over 200. I don't don't know where it's going to end. And don't know if this is just a small reprieve. I don't like watching a failing economy. I want to see things get better. But man, every single indicator says inflation and recession. Everyone. I know gas prices have gone down. I think it's 50 cents on average across the country. I only hope it stays that way. I'm not saying I got faith. I'd love some. I'm not saying I have it. Find everything at TonyCats.com, guys. And you can follow me on all the social medias. TonyCats.locals.com. Get over there. Become a subscriber. Good things happening. Tomorrow, everyone. Take care.